Welcome back to the Tribal Brand Podcast. I am you, Winton. I hope you're doing fantastically well. We're a couple days out of the 4th of July and the celebration of the birth of the United States of America. Yeah, wasn't it exciting? Wasn't it fantastic watching Trump up there making error after error in his speech and how wonderful, wonderful he is as a president? Did y'all enjoy the celebration? Did y'all meet up with any of those uh, merciless Indian savages? I mean, that's what we are. I mean, that's what the Declaration of Independence describes us as. Merciless Indian savages. I mean, them good old boys down there, when they wrote that, they had plenty of time to rewrite it. I'm sure that wasn't the first draft. Probably several drafts were written, yet they left those words in there. Them good old boys. Franklin, Washington, Jefferson. You know. You know them boys. You've heard them all. Yeah. Well. So, in my mind, in my opinion, this is what I'm thinking. The government really hasn't changed their stance on that. They haven't changed their thoughts. It's still there. It's still written, man. That's going to be there forever. Unless somebody can change it somehow. And there's no change in that. I mean, that was written with, like, by hand in ink, man. That's not something you can just change. Take a little white out and go boop, 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 white that out. That would be hilarious. That would be funny. But it can't be done. So for the rest of mankind, this will describe how the American Indians were. And let's not forget that this was just a few years away from the French-Indian Wars, which really wasn't the French fighting against the Indians alone, no. It was the Indians fighting side by side with the Brits. Yeah, just a few years away from that, they're calling us merciless Indian savages after we helped them secure the Ohio Valley from the French. Wow. You see those Iroquois Indians over there, they actually believed the Brits, who was really Washington and them boys. You know, it's the British, man. The British are coming. Remember that? Well, anyway, that's what they taught us in the wonderful, wonderful education system in the United States of America. Oh, yeah, that history, man. It's the greatest history in the world. That's what they talk about. But let's not forget how we got here, okay? So, you had genocide. You had slavery, you have greed, you have all the bad stuff that got us here today. Now you have all these people freaking out about the Hispanics down there and they got them in camps or whatever they have them in. Detention centers, they're holding them. But that's how America's done it, man. That's how we've always done it. Look what they did to the Japanese. So you had Japanese Americans just living here during World War II, just hanging out, just gardening, you know, doing whatever, laboring. The U.S. says, oh, wait a minute here. You're Japanese. It doesn't matter that you've been here your whole life. It doesn't matter that you were born here. Oh, no. We're going to put you and your family in detainment camps. It doesn't matter that you're a tax-paying citizen. Oh, no. We're going to put you in this camp. You're going to lose everything that you have because of what Japan has done to America. Yeah. America was attacked. Oh. See, I have certain feelings about 
those types of things. I really, it doesn't really affect me in my emotions, I should say. I don't feel sad or bad. Does that make me a bad person? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think I'm a bad person. I just really don't have any sympathy for the United States when they get ambushed. Yeah, I think the United States was just more embarrassed that the Japanese were able to come through the back door and blast them. Now, don't get me wrong. I do feel a little bad for the children. I don't like to see children get hurt or animals. Children and animals. That's the most important thing to me. But when the United States has done this to other countries and to their own people and to the Indians for 500 years or whatever it's been, ever since that clown came over on that boat, I don't have any sympathy. And that's just me. That's the way I feel. I hope you all don't hate me for it. But I'm not going to apologize how I feel about it, man. So 30 lines below where it reads... All men are created equal. They refer to us as merciless Indian savages. After all we've done to help establish this country back in the early years, that's how they referred to us. And then in the next couple hundred years, they pretty much annihilated us and sent us onto reservations. And uh, yeah, that's where we are today. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that awesome? The birthday. Of the United States of America. I remember the bicentennial in 1976. I'm 15 years old. And even back then I'm thinking, what's the big deal? I didn't pay any attention to any of it. I mean, I didn't even pay attention to my history or what I was as far as my blood. But I still thought, what's the big deal, man? I don't even get to celebrate my birthday. Why is it so important for me to celebrate the birth of America just wasn't in me never has been so I didn't really celebrate the 4th of July I did take a day off because I got paid oh yeah I'll do that for sure why not I mean, I'm not going to work for free come on I might be a merciless Indian savage but I'm not stupid if you know what I'm saying okay and also don't get me wrong I'm not a racist it's not like I don't like white people hell one of my best friends is white. So what does that tell you? Because I still get the looks. I'll be at the grocery store and I'll get the looks. I'm going to grow my hair back long again. I used to have it down past the middle of my back because that's what separated me from the others. That's what made me who I was. That's what identified me. I had long hair. The longest it got was almost to my ass at one time. So I'm growing it back. I'm going to be who I am. There was a reason why I cut it off before. The last time I cut it off was because of my dog. Yeah, Sammy. She was the greatest dog in the world ever. She was one of those deer-eared chihuahuas. She was like 11, 12 pounds, thick through the chest, little skinny, scrawny legs. But I had to cut my hair because she had a tendency to eat my hair. That little knucklehead would swallow my hair. So consequently, we would take her out for her walks, and next thing you know, what does she have? She has freaking dingleberries, because she's crapping out my hair. So we cut it off. Cut my hair off. Short. Unfortunately, we lost our little chihuahua the week before Thanksgiving last year. 
Yeah, we had to put her down. She had heart failure. Saddest day of my life. I've experienced plenty of deaths in my life. Grandmother, mother, father, sister. But that emotion when you lose an animal like that, something that loves you unconditionally, something that gives you the love that you so deserved from your parents growing up, unconditional, is gone. And you watch her pass and you watch her suffer. The most excruciating pain I've ever felt in my life. I'll never experience that again. The sadness is, uh, was overwhelming. I miss her. My wife and I both miss our little Sammy. Anyway, that's why I cut my hair, because she was a little dog and she would eat my hair and poop it out. So I'm growing it back. Some of you out there know me with short hair. Some of you know me with long hair. And when my hair is long, I do look like a savage. I'll be honest, I look like a savage Indian. But I'm really not. I'm peaceful. I'm a peaceful Indian. I'm a peaceful savage. My dad actually introduced me to some people one time. And they said, oh, you're, you look like you're a, a Native American. And my dad says, yeah, he's one of those peaceful savages. He actually said this right in the middle of the bingo parlor over in the Tri-Cities. Went to play bingo with him. And he introduced me to his friends there. And that's what he actually said. The summer of 1989, my dad refers to me as a peaceful savage. Kind of pissed me off. Made me mad at the time. But I didn't say anything. I never said anything. That was one of my biggest problems. It's always been one of my biggest problems. I never say how I feel. If somebody makes me feel a certain kind of way, I never say anything. That's all going to change though, okay? That's all changing now. If I feel a certain way, if somebody says something that rubs me the wrong way or offends me a little bit, I'm going to have to say something. That way I don't carry that around, carry that luggage. All my life I've been carrying around luggage, animosity, anger, resentments. You know, they say in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, that's what gets us drunk again. Resentments. Resentments and pain. I don't know about all that, but I know this. I'm not going to drink today, and that's what matters to me. A lot of people go to AA. I'm never going to talk bad about AA, but I don't go to AA. Oh yeah, there was a time when I went to Alcoholics Anonymous, and that was because I had a nudge from the judge. Yeah. Back in June 2008... I went out there and caught myself another drunk driving charge, so I sobered up. So I've been sober ever since, haven't drank alcohol. Well, actually I have. I drank one time, maybe two, but I don't drink today. So basically since 2008 I've been sober from alcohol, but I do smoke pot. I'm probably going to smoke pot till I'm 90. A little bit of weed never hurt anybody. Yeah, some people say, oh, it's going to get you drunk again, man. It's going to lead you to drunkenness. Mm. Not today, it's not. And that's what matters, right? As long as I'm sober today, the world is a safer place. And so is Batman. Another thing that bothers me about the 4th of July is the hot dog eating contest in New York. Coney Island, I think it is. Yeah. 71 freaking hot dogs. 
in 10 minutes. Who does this? Who does this? It's the most disgusting thing that I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of disgusting things, but that there is gross. For lack of a better term, I can't even think of a better word than just gross. Have you ever watched this thing? There's a guy named Joey Chestnut. He's won it like 12 times or something. He has a record of like 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. The closest guy to him this year was like at 50. So they're all actually eating for second. Can you imagine growing up and that's your aspiration? That's what you're going to be? A competitive eater? There's a word for it. It's a, it's a sport. They call it a sport. And what does he get? This belt that looks like the WWE champion belt made out of plastic. It's just one of the most horrific things you ever look at. I mean, look at all the people that are really, really, like, would die to have one hot dog. Would just give me one hot dog, man. I'm so hungry. And this guy eats 71 in 10 minutes, like 20,000 calories. Is that a big turd or what? I wonder if they just get done and they go back and they just puke, 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 puke. All that food wasted. And for what? So people can stand around. They get like 20,000 people there to stand around and cheer this guy on. And they're just stuffing these hot dogs and water and just mashing them and stuffing them in their face. It's gross and pathetic for a human being to actually stand there and do that should be ashamed. If that was my child, or grandchild, my brother, sister, anybody I knew, I would say, look, man, you're a fucking idiot. Why are you doing this? What are you going to do one day when you eat so many hot dogs, or whatever it is, because they do this, chicken wings, hot dogs, burgers, french fries, whatever. It's an eating contest. What are you going to do one day when you eat one too many dogs or chicken wing and you blow up and your stomach explodes and you just blow up like a pumpkin smashing against the concrete? What are you going to do? I think this should be outlawed. That's just my opinion. It's just gross and pathetic as a human being. You shouldn't be doing it, man. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed to be a human right now. Just thinking about it. If you ever get an opportunity, if you want to see something really, really gross, I've seen pigs eating out of a trough. That's gross. I've seen chickens get their heads cut off. That's gross. That's nasty. But this takes the cake. I've seen it before, but never really. I mean, it's like, damn, that's gross. But then I started looking at it a little bit more, and it's a real competition. I don't even know what. I, I can't even talk about it anymore. But that's nasty, and it's gross, and that's how some people celebrate the 4th of July, making an absolute pig of yourself on national television. National TV, man! ESPN! Ugh. In fact, ESPN had a special about the competitive eating. They, they showed a special of this dude, Chestnut, and the other, uh, Kamasaki, or whoever he was. He used to be the best hot dog eater in the world. Now he's not. They actually spent an hour and a half talking about these two knuckleheads who spend their life competing and eating for what? The winner of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest got ten grand. After you pay your taxes, 
It's about 6,000 bucks. I mean, you must eat at least that much in training, man. You got to train for this. I guess they train like an athlete, but only they eat food. I'll never understand it. I had three slices of pizza last night, and I thought I was going to explode myself. It's horrific. It just doesn't make any sense to me. This is something that should not go on. It shouldn't happen. I want to talk about savages? That's sort of like a savage to eat like that. Have you ever had a ravenous dog that hadn't eaten for a couple of days and you throw a bowl of food down, how they wolf it down like a damn wild animal, like a savage? That's what that reminds me of. When I was a kid, Eugene, the guy I lived with, he was my mom's boyfriend. You know, you've heard about him. He has two hunting dogs outside in a, in a pen that he built. It was like a run. And it was, of course, it was my job. It was my duty to feed these dogs. They weren't mine. I didn't care for them. They, but it was my job. I couldn't figure that out. Why is this my job, man? They're not even my dogs. They don't even come out of the cage to spend time with me. They're just caged animals. So anyway, we'd get back home sometimes late at night and they hadn't eaten since morning, so they're hungry. Of course they're hungry. So I'd have to go inside, fix them their food, bring it out to them. Sometimes it's midnight, one o'clock. I'm seven years old. Really? You're going to make me do this? Anyway, I put the food down and these animals, these dogs would eat that like it's their last meal, like they haven't eaten in weeks, just wolfing it down. And it's gone in seconds. Boom. Just like that. Well, that's what this reminds me of. Those knuckleheads up there eating like that. It's pathetic and gross and sickening. I need to stop doing that, man. Who's the savages? Really, who's the savages? Anyway, I'm done talking about that now. That's pretty gross and sickening. We got the Seattle Seahawks training camp starting in a couple weeks, people. A couple weeks, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be in the middle of... The Seattle Seahawks training camp. Oh my goodness. I can hardly wait for the season to start. The only problem with this, when the season starts, it really means that summer's on the downslope a little bit. But that's okay. I'll be another year older and the Seahawks are going to go all the way, baby. They're going to win it all this year. Count my words. Remember on this date, on somewhere around February 4th of 2020, when the Seattle Seahawks are playing in the Super Bowl, and I hope to God it's against New England. I don't think New England's going to make it this year, though. Nah, I think Brady's going to fall off a cliff this year. That's just my opinion. Or maybe it's just my hope. I'm back at Depp Holmes again up in Seattle, and the boss told me the other day, he says, I want you to take control of these two projects. I want you to show me what you got. Show me what you have. And I said, I'm ready, man. I'm ready, sir. Let's do it. I said, as long as I have your support in doing so, I'm up for the challenge. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. So I've been cut loose on a couple of different projects up there in Capitol Hill. Right now, it's a great place to be. Anyway, this has been the Tribal Brand Podcast. I hope it didn't bore you too much. hope it didn't uh, dissuade you in your thoughts about... What a wonderful country we live in. How blessed we are to be in these wonderful United States of America and how we free the world. Anyway, hope you have a great week. I am you, Winton. Peace.